Welcome back, one and all, to another episode of the Dice Crisis Podcast. As always, I'm sitting here with the boys, Kyle Spurley. Hey there, Allard. Michael Waltz. Hello. Eli Plunkett is here, too. Shh. Asterix. <laughs> Last time on the Dice Crisis Podcast, the gang made it back to Riddleport from the Devil's Elbow to find themselves being greeted by a frantic crowd of, of people who have been hearing about their exploits from the people uh, coming back from the island, uh, mostly telling tales of, uh, and praising them uh, for saving lives most of most of the time. We're celebrities. You guys also got uh, run into by the Gasforged Dwarves about the Nakulor, uh, and just people in general trying to buy shit off of you, so everything that you sell is slightly more expensive because everyone has this devil's elbow kind of craze going on. Yeah, what that's what I'm talking people. about. Uh, uh, the first thing you guys did uh, checking off the list was uh, regain Crow's eyesight, I believe. Yeah. Uh, running to over to the temple and having Sharafa take care of that for you. Although, yeah, it didn't go as well as I, w- I would have hoped. I was, yeah. uh, I don't know if I made the right decision, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, she helped you guys, and you guys were just super standoffish again, not trusting the people that have been proven to help you time after time. Uh, yeah. After that, you guys talked to Quava, who was, I mean, take taken aback by all of what you guys had gone through uh, but also kind of worried about what the future might bring because of this information and he asked you to accompany him to Cryingly Cryingly Village in the forest of the Mirani, the Mirani Forest to talk to his superiors of the Shinrakarath to basically be debriefed and talk about just what you guys have encountered with the drow because supposedly what you've uncovered could be helpful in whatever exploits the elves have against the drow. Indeed. After discussing that, Dane, uh, saddened by the events of Devil's Elbow and forever affected by them, buried his girlfriend Lixie. Sad moments for all. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. And... After after putting her in the ground, he told the rest of his party that he can't he can't go to Crying Leaf with, with you guys. He's it's not for him. This has already been too much and he needs to stay behind and <laughs> figure out himself at this point. He needs to lay low, I I respect this, that. This eighteen year old boy has had his shit rocked for the last few weeks. Yeah. Crow had to sit down a moment uh, once upon a time as well. He uh, fully understands and respects him, and like he said, he's he is a forever comrade. Mm-hmm. Pour one out for the homie. And we ended last week with the party splitting up, losing Dane, going back to Quava's. Uh, Crow and Elyon and Sam went back to the Cypher Mages, and you guys uh, bedded down outside Quava's little camp in the forest just outside Riddleport and that's where, where we're gonna pick up Crow Elyon we roll me initiative quick sure 21 nice I got a 24 Elyon as you bed down to trance to meditate for the evening uh, all the, the past events turning over in your mind you find yourself in a dream walking through the streets of Riddleport. Everything's empty and super 
gray, black and white, kind of because of your uh, your dark vision, how that saps the color out of things in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And you, you're walking through town, not a, a lick of wind. You can't even feel the air on your skin as you walk through town. And you make your way to the docks, and you see the, the harbor in Riddleport and the, and the ocean just still as glass, just not moving. Perfectly, perfectly still, and you walk up to the dock, and you look in the water, and you see your your reflection, and like, just just describe Elian for us quick. Yeah, she's looking down, bending over, her dark hair is falling on all sides of her head. She's wearing, she's still wearing that silver tiara that she took from the drow woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Her robes are kind of also flowing down towards the water. Scrolls, potions, wands decked out on her belt. Nice. Almost more wizard decked out person than a, than a sorcerer. Yeah. And how she just kind of represents, I guess. Uh, but as she's looking into the water and looking at her reflection, she like, she sees it, it change just, just slightly. And like her features get, just get like sharper and just this, a slightly different face one of like this stunning beauty kind of overlaps hers of this elven grace this woman in in these like yellow robes that just do well to to conceal and show off her her divine features and you see in the reflection just these giant wasps just kind of floating in the air next to you Clistra. and the reflection smiles at you and then it kind of changes and and moves off to your right mm-hmm. and she's like yellow and, and black in color and that's like the only colors you can see is the yellow of her of her uh, of her silken robes Elian's yeah. eyes would go wide surprised and, and she she looked she's looking in the reflection she looks to beside her and she doesn't see anything but in the reflection of the of the ocean she sees this this woman and, and these wasps and then she looks at herself again and her and her facial features change again and this time instead of this um this kind of graceful beauty it's like this this striking kind of sexiness as your features like your your skin pales even more and the uh the your hair goes goes darker (laughs) uh and you see the the garb on you change into this like sultry kind of look and you see the the hands in this reflection kind of have talons and you could see the feet they have these kind of lava hooves and you see the tiara on your head grow into this like spiky kind of thorn tiara and, oh, then it, wow. and then it keeps growing into these seven points and and you see bats flying in the air around this person and they step to the side of you as well and now you see yourself between these two a strikingly beautiful but kind of kind of like a yin and yang of of a, of a similar flavor uh, just standing at you watching and they're all similar to my face. Yeah, but. similar, but they like it started out as your face, but then it changed to a different face, and then the the that reflection stepped off of your reflection, and you can see both of these to your left and right as as you are faced in the middle. If she has agency, she's going to go down. She's at like a dock. Yeah, she's gonna go down and just kind of tap her reflection in the water. You, you tap the water, and then she'll look left and right and watch the ripples, see if they're still there. And and it ripples, 
and the the waves start getting a little bit bigger and then they flick up into flames and they it, it starts just consuming all of the water and the fire consumes everything that Elion can see. Then you would wake up in the morning. Whoa. Sweaty. Crow. In uh, in your dream. It starts off almost similarly to some of some of your other dreams. You're just kind of in the in the forest around Riddleport. And you you see that this whippoorwill bird flying around and you walk up to it and it lands on your hand. Hold out a hand and it lands on it. And then you are thrust upward into the sky. You see the the Galarian starts spinning more rapidly uh, around and around as you as you leave uh, the atmosphere and go in. You see the solar system of of Galarian, and like it looks very similar to our real or real life solar system. Just as a as a FYI, like you you see the this is the third rock from the sun. There's another one. You see an asteroid belt, and you you get pulled farther and farther out into the solar system until you're around this kind of asteroid belt. And you're you're watching. It's it almost seems like nothing moves just because of how big everything is and how spread out it is. And you're looking, and you see this kind of this shimmer of glowing magic around one uh, sizable asteroid, and then it's it moves from the from its orbit from the the belt of asteroids, and it just starts flying. Just moving closer, uh, uh, moving away into the center of the solar system, and you and you, this bird, you follow it. You follow it through the void of space, light years, as it approaches Galarian. It approaches faster and faster, and you see the world spinning and spinning. And you go, you you follow this uh, meteor until it impacts Galarian. <laughs> And then that's when you wake up. The devil's elbow. The devil's elbow. Yeah, you guys wake up in the morning at uh, Quava's tent. Uh, morning. Good morning, everybody. Elion lays there for a few minutes and then yeah, dresses, rises, steps outside. Morning, Crow. Crow kind of wipes the sweat from his eyebrow. Ooh, what a dream. Wow. Oh, yeah? Ooh. I had a pretty uh, serious dream myself. That seems to happen with us, huh? We just... Tandem dreaming. Quava wake? Uh, you see that Quava isn't there, but in, like a minute later, he comes back uh, from in the forest, and he's got like a couple rabbits. He's like, mm, breakfast? Oh, hey. Guys, sounds good to me. I caught us a brace of conies. I thought I'd make a nice, uh, I don't know. Something. Well, the gesture is very appreciated, Guava. Thank you. Yeah. So, what have you, what have you decided? You arrived rather late last night. Are we, are we heading out uh, today to Crying Leaf? Uh, personally, have I have some to... things to take care of. Okay. First, um, but after sleeping on it, I'm gonna come with you. That's wonderful to hear, Elion. I think you'll be uh, delighted to exp- Have you ever experienced an Elven town before? No, I haven't, and that's part of the reason I'm I'm excited to see, that's, see how I, elves live. I mean, Crying Leaf is nothing to is nothing extraordinary like uh, Ayadara, but it's it's very very different than the Riddleport that you have grown up to know. And it's all elves. It's yes, 
yes, I think I, there might be a, a straggler here and there. Occasionally, we hire mercenaries outside of the elven race, but that's kind of few and far between. Oh, I hear that all elves live in castles and towers. That is, is that true? <laughs> Helion. No, that's complete. We elves tend to uh, tend to take the natural landscape and and just modify it slightly to accommodate our living. So you'll see the the towers of elves seem to grow up gracefully from the earth and be a a part of it. Or Galarian. And the the large trees in, in Kionan make wonderful houses. And, and I think there's a, even a little bit of extra illusion work on a lot of the stuff just to give it a little bit more pizzazz. Oh, wow. I'm just excited to be around, well, first the culture and also all the magic. Yes. Lots of, lots of innately magical inhabitants. Are you going to see it with us, Crow? Well, tell me, Quava. Yes. What are the people there going to think of me? Hmm. I would like to see this adventure through, uh, being how you know emotionally invested into it I am. But uh, I can tell you that they. Uh, Quava, you know how I do. I I know how you do, Crow. You know and, how I do, and I am not from a elven community that similar to what these elves are from. I'm from the, the uh, I'm a Nukaji elf from the Mwangi, so I, we have very different uh, views on a lot of these things. But I think, in general, there is a certain disdain for the orcish race. Uh, but I will say that a lot of uh, elves are uh, open-minded once they hmm. learn what makes you unique. Or yes. what you can, what you are able to do. I just want to know that they'll give me a chance because you know that uh, that hatred is sort of taught to go both ways. And then he kind of puts his arm around Elion. As you can see, we're uh, we're not uh, experiencing that here. So I just I don't want them to jump to any conclusions about I, me. I have uh, warned them that we do have a half orc coming. The one thing that I didn't uh, mention was uh, your ages. You're a little bit on the younger side of anybody who is going to be over there. Is that going to be a problem? Um, I don't know. I I would like... I, I pulls out a scroll. <laughs> is that going to be a problem? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will vouch for you guys and as long as you show respect to their wishes and the customs that you see there I, th I think that everything will be alright alrighty well then I would love to come and uh, see the Elven City with you too good I think you've proven that you are aligned with the Shinrakarath to some extent and as long as those allegiances aren't broken I mean not allegiances but beliefs that keep us aligned yes are, don't change. I believe that we should all be able to get along. As all long right. as the Shinarakarath aren't the ones dropping meteors on us, then yeah, we're I'd, on your side. Definitely not Not that I know. Although they... I am kind of concerned because they're... This has opened my eyes to an amount of secrecy going on in the Shinarakarath that I... It's unsettling. You know? Sense motive? Well, just the, the drow. I didn't know about the drow, oh. but we've been apparently fighting them for years. I don't know. Oh, we, yes, yes. I think you mentioned that to they've us. They've only briefly talked to, talked to me about it because I've been, I've been here. 
That's but. shocking. Um, well, I'll say personally that I'm more following you, Quava, than the Shinarakarath. I appreciate that. I hope to be a bigger part of what's going on and having having you by my side, some people that I feel like I have more reason to trust than my own organization right now would hmm. go a long way with me. Yes, I, Can I, I sense still... motive on that? That I believe that? Sure. Does he really feel like he cares more about us? Um, that's a uh, 19. 19? You, yeah, you think he's telling the truth? He's being genuine. Cool, cool. All right. Like, you, you, you just think that you haven't lied to Quava, have you? No, I don't think so. He's the one person we've been pretty yeah. honest with. Yeah, and he's felt that. Good. And his, his military kind of lying, not lying to him. I guess lying to him and just by uh, not telling him everything. It's kind of where he's at right now. So he's just a little, you get the idea that he's a little bit frustrated with the organization he's with just because he, he didn't sign up for secrecy, you know? Right. Like he, yeah. he signed up to hold the light against the darkness and be there in the world to help repel the evil in it. And he could be more help if he had probably known about the drow. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, yes, feel free to, to take care of everything you need before we head out. Uh, I can try and ra- round up a few horses if, if that makes things easier. Sure. Cool. Probably uh, would. Just two, or is your friend uh, Samaritha coming? Get one for Sam, too. Cool. I shall. What are you guys going to go do? So, well, we should maybe get in contact with Sam today at some point. That should be part of it. But uh, we've got a lot of loot to sell and a lot of things to gain. Heck, yeah. So, going into town, we're just going to take this as a kind of downtime activity. Uh, Let's just... Let's just uh, kind of just go over how much money you guys are going to get uh, from selling everything and then just go over the the items that, that you're going to buy. Sure thing. So, yeah, we're basically selling the whole lot of stuff minus this pheromone vial that we got. Um, and then um, I think some of the like more quest item stuff, the drow books and stuff, we're not going to sell any of those. But I think the rest of it was pretty fair game. Um, and the whole lot of loot came out to just under 39,000 GP, which uh, comes into right around 29,000 in sell price with the extra buff to being Devil's Elbow stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, that money kind of fell on Elion and I to just spend between the two of us. Dane opted out. Dane opted out, uh, being that he's going to stay and just make his money the way Dane does in Riddleport. So, yeah, Elion and I each had 14,500 GP to spend. Yep. And Crow, what did you pick up? Yeah, so, uh, Crow... First off, just a couple wands of cure light wounds, always good to have just in the in the stash, just some uh, quick healing when you need it, when you're not ready to cast some spells and stuff. Crow got a headband of inspired wisdom plus two, so that'll buff up a lot of his wisdom-based skills. Uh, my chainmail was uh, a little bit on the weaker side, so I upgraded that in a couple ways. We gave it a plus two instead of just uh, flat chainmail. We're at chainmail plus two now. 
And we also infused it with a little bit of that Nockwool that we sold. Oh yeah. So now we're at a plus eight AC bonus, a max dex of plus six, and I no longer have an armor check penalty, which is pretty rad. Yeah, baby. And the final thing is I got some daredevil boots. Sick. So as a free action, I can uh, give myself a plus five competence bonus to acrobatics to move through threatened squares, try and uh, go without provoking attacks of opportunity. I can do that for up to 10 rounds a day. That's a nice buy. And then if I do successfully uh, move through an enemy without provoking, I get a plus two on my attack rolls. Heck yeah. That's kind of cool. It's kind of like a... Is that a better belt of tumbling? I mean, belt of tumbling isn't restricted to 10 times a day. Sure. But this has a bigger bonus and gives you a plus two to hit if you successfully do it. So that's neat. Yeah, it could be cool. Crow's going to try and be a little more nimble since he wants to be up front anyway. Yeah, now that you got some super light (laughs) armor to be nimble in. Basically, absolutely. What about Elyon? Elyon got a couple wrist sheaths. Those will be uh, very handy for her so she can do swift action. Uh, she'll probably always keep a shocking grasp in there and then maybe mage over shield of faith cool. uh, which is another thing i got a shield of faith wand for that plus two to my ac it'll stack with mage armor uh, also got a cure light wands uh big purchase was lesser meta magic wand of reach heck yeah that's gonna be so sick that'll be really so nice instead of, tw- instead of your rays being 25 feet uh, plus whatever level, they're 100 feet plus whatever level. Yep, but it takes a full round to do that, right? With the oh, meta ma- it, magic? It, it turns it, it, does it turn into a full round with the rod? That's a good question. I believe it does. Okay. But still, so that'll I'm be good when I'm um, trying to pop off from a long ways. I guess the only f- meta magic feat that doesn't do that is quickened because by its definition, it's it's a quick spell. That's what it does, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. Well, let's see what else. I also got a ring of counterspell. Dope. Kind of fun. Uh, keep that handy. Just a little extra defense. That, along with my sh- my brooch, stops magic missiles plus whatever spell. So mm-hmm. a little bit of extra buff on me. Are you wearing that brooch and uh, an amulet of natural armor? Oh, I think that the brooch doesn't take the slot. I think it does. Would a brooch just be a chest slot? Uh, a brooch, I think, does count as a neck slot. Does it? Put the brooch on your chest. All right, so Elyon is going to... She'll keep her natural armor on most of the time, but sometimes she'll keep that brooch handy. Okay. Like, you can still wear it. It's just choose which one is actually active. Cool. Sounds good. Um, What else did she get? Oh, she got 35, 37 scrolls. <laughs> 37? Excuse me. Did you get a scroll tube with that? Is that they'll come with? I think mm. that kind of purchase comes with a with a nice metal. Uh, hey, you get a nice scroll. free scroll complimentary tube. tubes. <laughs> yeah, com- complimentary scroll tube for you. You just employ a wizard a tube. for a month. <laughs> yeah, she just loves. You know, she got, has all these spells. She wants to try all of them. She went in. She just scooped up the bin of scrolls and said, "These, please. <laughs> <laughs> I want all of them." That's uh, funny. And then just a couple other things. She got. Um, she picked up a. Mage Hand amulet, so I can cast Mage Hand. That's an or is, sorry, is that a neck slot too? Sorry, sorry. Michael, did you fuck up? Okay. Um, Elyon. So she picked up the Hand of the Mage, which she will keep in her pocket most of the time, but sometimes she'll put it on. Okay. 
and use it as handy for when she wants to cast mage armor, especially if she's like not expecting a fight, just chilling around the camp. She can cast mage hand at will. And she also picked up a frost dagger, so I can do 1d6 of damage on my daggers sick. on top. Sick, yeah. sick. The last thing I got are gloves of reconnaissance. What do those do? Those, I can put my hands against a wall and uh, something that's five feet thick or less, and I can hear through it. Oh, cool. I can use it once per day for up to a minute. Cool. Uh, so, I'll, yeah, if I need to spy. <laughs> I like that. A little espionage. I like that. I like that. So yeah, you guys would, you'd spend most of the day just kind of jumping through shops, selling things off, getting the best prices, haggling with the the gas forge dwarves over over the knock wool and, and using it in your armor and stuff. Which on top of the money we said earlier was another 3,450. For the knock wool? For the knock wool, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Uh, I think, Crow, they would need to spend a couple days on your armor. So sure. that's just going to slow down uh, your journey a little bit. That's no big deal at this point. If you guys really want to go out day by day, we can. If you have things you want to accomplish or else we can just kind of go. Uh, we can still just keep everything kind of in, in downtime and do kind of an overarching uh, jump around kind of RP of things. Yeah. So quick sell. The only other business Elyon has to do in town is um, before she does anything, she's going to go to the post office and see if there's any letters for her. Cool. You go to the Riddleport Post Office. The Riddle... The Riddleport... Riddle Post. Riddle Post. Yeah. The Riddle Post Office. The Riddle Post. <laughs> Stopping by the good old Riddle Post. Yeah. Stopping by the good old Riddle Post. And there's kind of like a... It's like a, a middle-aged kind of piratey looking lady. She looks like if... She looks like she probably like controlled the... Um, she was like the quartermaster of a ship at one point. She kind of has like that vibe to her. Okay, okay. Hello, uh, what can I what can I help you with? Hi, I'm looking to see if you got any letters for the names Elyon Thresh. Elyon Thresh, let me see here. She goes and like pulls out this big book ledger and like goes through it. Ah, uh, Thresh, Thresh, Thresh. Oh, yes. Ooh, actually you will need to go uh, around the corner, down the alley, and that's, that's the... Uh, the special one for uh, messages from Kionin. Oh? Yes. It's for you. Okay. Do you have, do you have uh, anything for Moonwave? Can you point me the way again? Moonwave? Yes. Mm, crow. I don't we expect have one, any, but We have I'm one here. for oh. Lisa Moonwave? Oh, no. You better give that to me. All right. Here you go. Thank you. Uh, and yeah. Just uh, go out the door, around the corner here, and then down the alley. Don't be scared. Okay, well, thanks. Thank you much. <laughs> yep, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to go uh, the alley. Is it creepy looking? So you go around this alley and you follow it down. And you see this, like, it feels like an out-of-place kind of building. It feels like it should be a like a small shack in the middle of the woods. And you go in there and, like, you just feel magic emanating from every every which way in this oh. place as, as you enter. And you go in there, and there's this little, there's this uh, a gnome dude with like, uh, he kind of looks like a uh, like a newsy like newspaper type boy, but uh, a gnome with a, like a nice big mustache, and he's just sitting there, reading or something. And you see like every once in a while something just like teleports onto onto his desk as you as you walk in, something just does. Oh, that's impressive. Ding, ding, ding. 
Oh, hello. What, what can I help you with? Uh, I was sent this way from the post office. They said you, uh, I have a letter ah, from Kionan. My name's oh, Elyon Thresh. We have a few things from Kionan, yes. This is where we take care of some of the more magically sent uh, items and, and mail. Are they teleported? Yes, yes. We and are, are you teleporting items out? I teleport things every which way. Why? Do you someone teleported? That's impressive. Yeah. No, it's just impressive. I've never seen anyone anyone do that. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Let's see what we got here. <laughs> A lot of magic in here. Do you uh do you live here? little house around the corner, but this is... Uh, uh, it's not too far away. I'd say I'm neighbors to my work. Uh, do you go by Ellie? Uh, not... Yeah, sometimes. Alright, here you go. I read it. You read it? I read it all the mail. <laughs> That's uh, kind of creepy, man. Pretty, pretty weird, man, but okay. Why do you do that? That's just what I do. You wanna... You trying to... Try to say something about it? Mm -hmm. I already did. I said it's weird, man. You're a weird, man. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks. Have um, a good day. Hey, by the way, she turns as she's leaving. Yeah? Do you happen to know anyone that's capable of casting, uh, just curious, not for me, resurrection spells? Resurrection spells? You seem like uh. someone that has uh, pretty high magic connections. Uh, you probably have to go to... I don't think anybody in, um, in town here could do it, but uh, you could maybe go to... Uh, maybe someone Magnamar. There's probably a good chance of that. I'd say Magnamar or Kovos is the best place, but and other than that, maybe Absalom. Uh, some, okay. some of the bigger places in, in most. Probably somewhere in Chaliax. Alright, thank you very much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. She turns to leave. Turns back around. Hey, can you <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, teleport people? Mm. Why? What do you want to do? Would you teleport me to the general store on uh... Pirates Street for two thousand GP. Yes. Oh, so you can't do it at will. It's two thousand GP per letter. You want a letter, or you want yourself? Oh, it's different spells. Sorry, I'm not much of a. I'll I'll see myself out. That's what I thought. Sorry, thanks. About, sorry thanks about again. Her. Are you sticking around here? You're trying to chill or what? What do you have in mind? I don't know. You, she left. You're still in here, and just said, "Don't mind her." Oh, I. I was trying to be polite. All right, have fun reading people's mail. <laughs> Thanks. And you guys exit the post office. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, um, do you read your letters? Yeah. So I'll. I suppose. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Crow, the one that you got just says, "I'm coming for you." <laughs> that's that's all it says. Yep. To Lisa Moonwave. To Lisa Moonway. Oh, well, she didn't get you. that memo. <laughs> wow. Well. Was uh, I supposed to get that at another time? Oh, yeah. He should have hit the post up sooner. <laughs> I guess. Oh, yeah. goes to the side. She opens her letter and pulls it out. Dear Ellie. She doesn't read out loud. She reads to herself. Sorry, girl. I miss you business. so much. And I'm so glad you've kept yourself safe, but I wish I was writing this under better conditions. Things were good in Magnamar for a time, but some madman attacked Arwen's daughter. We think it has something to do with two fleeing refugees she took into her home years ago, but Arwen teleported us to Ayadara and Kionan before we could find out. 
He shouldn't be able to get us here, but things may not be safe for you. He knew who I was, so he may know who you are. And she looks down. She's like, is this from my dad? It is, Pete. And warn her, a life could be saved. Her name is Samaritha Beldusk. It may be best to leave town for a time. She looks up at Crow, looks back down. Might be a good chance to see the world outside of Riddle Part. Aryan is the woman in the picture. It's a longer story than I could write to you, but there is hope for a future because of her. Crow, I think Sam might be in trouble. What? Let me read the rest. Uh oh. Don't worry about the blacksmith, Elyon, and I'm so sorry I left you with that burden. My heart is torn with anger at myself for leaving you and relief that you are okay. There is a lot I have to say in person, too, but we could make a new home in Kionan if you could ever forgive me for leaving so suddenly. I would love to see you again and explain myself properly. I feel pride to hear you're coming into yourself. I know you can withstand its heat, but you mustn't always stand so close to the forge. Be safe, Ellie. If you are ever able to make it into Kionan, find Beldusk Estate in Ayadara. I miss and love you, Pete. Leon starts to cry. She folds the letter what, up. What's wrong? <sighs> wipes the wipes some tears away, uh, straightens up. Uh, read this, and she hands it to crow and she lets him read it all the way through uh-huh. um so i think sam's in trouble and we should probably go find her yeah we let her know. let's let's go find her now cool yeah so you go to the cypher lodge ask the man at the front door uh for sam Beldusk, and uh, he calls her down uh hey hey guys what's up are we are should i should i be packing yeah, definitely be packing, yes, but please. Cool. Uh, can we go to your room? Yeah, for sure. All right. Do, 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 do. Go so into a room. I close the door and I lock it. Oh, shit. What's up, Elion? We need you to uh, just read this. Okay. Answer the letter. Uh, my sister was attacked. My mom's in Kion now. What do, what do you think this, like... Should we... Do we need to leave now? I... I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, I don't really know. Why would your sister be in trouble? Wait, why is your dad sending... Your dad's with my mom right now? So so that's what that means. Yeah. What the... I, I need to read... I, I personally <laughs> need to read this again. <laughs> I'm going to read it again. I miss you so much, and I'm so glad you've kept yourself safe, but I wish I was writing this under better conditions. Things were good in Magnamar for a time, but some madman attacked Arwen's daughter. We think it has something to do with two fleeing refugees she took into her home years ago, but Arwen teleported us to Ayadara and Kionan before we could find out. He shouldn't be able to get us here, but things may not be safe for you. He knew who I was, so he may know who you are, and he may already be heading to Riddleport for Arwen's youngest daughter. So he's like the woman he's been seeing is Sam's mom. Yes. That's the photo. That's right on. Yeah, my mom's <laughs> name is Arwen. My sister's, my, I have a younger sister, or an older sister named Marjorie. It sounds like your older sister's in trouble. Fuck. And it sounds like my dad has been seeing your mom. He has a picture of her in the house from like a long time ago. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know how to react to this. Yeah. How do you react to this? Uh, I was hoping I'd follow your lead. This is pretty <laughs> weird. Uh, well, this is uh, something to behold, huh? Crow yeah. just looks at the two of them. Things what are pretty. The uh, things are pretty strange. You know, I don't judge. 
I, I know. Judge what? <laughs> All right, just so you know. Okay. Anyway, uh, my dad's a pretty good, pretty good with his. I mean, he's a strong guy. He's a pretty good fighter. Did they ever meet? I don't think he ever met. No, I don't. I don't think I ever met your dad. Well, I think he'll uh, be a good person for your mom to be with. He's tough. He can hold his own. Mm-hmm. That's good. I mean, that's the kind of guy that she usually goes for. I mean, my dad's kind of a similar type dude. Kind of like works with his hands. Wait, where's your dad? Why is my dad with your... Where's your dad? Well, my parents aren't together anymore. Like, my mom kind of likes to do this thing where, like... She likes... She likes human guys, all right? So she'll, like, go shack up with a human dude for, like, 10, 20 years and then move on. She's kind of... Oh... I don't know. Elves are weird like that, man. They live for a long time. They don't like to get too attached, and I don't. I don't sure. know. My mom's complicated, man. Maybe that's why my she dad lived here alone. Could be. She. I can imagine that she's uh, broke a couple hearts in her day. Would it? Why would he, she be with him now, though? Do you know? Why would she? I mean, she's. It's not like she leaves because she doesn't like the people. She just kind of moves on. Okay. She's kind of a sociopath like that. I was going to wave his hands. Hey, this isn't Days of Our Lives, you two. What? There's more pressing matters in here, right? Oh, Your yeah. family's in trouble. Did it say if Marjorie was okay? It said she was attacked. Oh, God. Aren't you a little bit worried? Yes. Well, let's do something. I don't know if we can do anything from here. God, well, it sounds bro. like it sounds like they were, they're coming after us, so we should at least get a move on, huh? That's probably a fair point. Um, do we have everything we need to to go? We're still waiting on Crow's armor. Well, I can I, I can come back for my armor, right? Can I can I pay that can I pay that man to teleport it to me? Is that a thing? Can you teleport armor? He would have to know where to teleport it. Yeah, yeah, he could do that. How much would he How much would he request for that? Two thousand gold. Oh God. <laughs> well, I don't want to be a burden to the group. Um. If I mean I don't want to have to wait a couple of days if if we need to get going this is this is some new information so it sounds like everything is safe for the moment I mean sorry about your sister but I w- it doesn't say anything more about her I mean it doesn't say that she was killed so I'm going to go with that Yeah if you can wait a day a couple days then I mean, we'll I hurry there We're going yeah. to where's the place we're going again I uh, crying leaf in the Mirani forest, which is uh, like northwest of you, kind of. You kind of have to hook around the Kelfiak mountain range. I think it's Kelfiak. Um, yeah, you kind of go north a little ways, and then you hook west, cross a river, and then follow that trail all the way to the forest. And where is that in relation to? He's in Ayadara. Yeah, Ayadara is in Kionin. Uh, that's like three countries away. It's on the other side of Lake and Carthage. Did you have the maps down here, Eli? Yeah. Have that bigger, big one. The big one. Let's see the big one. Oh wow! And Quite the ways. place we're going is where? There. So that would be that'd be like weeks travel. So it's just like, yeah, like the Crying Leaf is a is a few days away by horse. That would be, yeah, that'd be weeks, months of travel. Okay, and so I did see your thumb, but. Is it on the way to Ayadara, or is it the opposite direction? It's the opposite. It's the other way. Right, it doesn't really matter. Ayadara is far east and a little bit south. Okay. At that point, we'd probably have to pay that weird dude to teleport us. Yeah. 
So we could keep some money. You can look at that too if you like. If we wanted to teleport to the area quickly, that's an option. I don't know if it's a good option, but... Um... No, I mean, let's... Listen, if as long as Marjorie didn't actually get killed, I think that my family, for the most part, is safe. It didn't sound like she was... She was attacked. That could mean a lot of things. It doesn't... Like, my mom fled. She didn't stay to help, so there must be some point in avoiding ah, true. this and, and not just, like, going head-on. Because my mom's a pretty powerful, like, wizard? My mom doesn't tell me things. Huh. <laughs> well, if you're okay with it, then, yeah, let's carry on. I'm worried, you know, it's your sister, so it's your call. Yeah, I'm... If she is relatively okay, she could get herself to Kionan far easier than, than we could at this point. All right, then we carry on. Can we wait? We can wait a day for yeah. Crow's armor. I think we can wait a day. Okay. Oh, did you guys want to talk to Elias while you're here? He was very interested in meeting you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I'll go see if he's uh, if he's available. Let's 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 go to his office. You follow her from her room, kind of through the library, and then up to the second floor of the library, and then past it, and you keep going down this hallway for a while, and then you find this kind of like wrap up a spiral staircase that goes to this like like wizard's tower uh, office space cool and as you're as you're going up there like it perfectly uh like every once in a while you see on the spiral staircase like the little kind of like arrow slit kind of kind of holes and out there you just see glimpses of of the cipher gate just every every wrap around you just see the cipher gate in the harbor again perfectly so how much have you told them I mean, I've told him, I told him that you guys were on the devil's elbow, uh, that you uh, helped me out, that you said that things were getting a little, like, shaky and you could use some help. Uh, he didn't, like, ask too many questions. He's just like, yeah, let's check up on him. Does he know anything about the drow? Uh, we should probably keep that a secret if he doesn't know yet. I mean, he's a powerful diviner, so there's kind of a lot that he could know that I didn't tell him. Sure. Right. He could have been scrying on on us again. I mean, he could pretty much, he could he could greater scry on me very easily now that he because he knows me personally and stuff like that. Do you trust him? Yeah, I mean, he's he's I don't know. He's usually aimed more at Riddleport, but in the last couple of days, he's kind of, oh, he's he seems more more existential than normal, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah, we can we'll talk to him. Cool. So you walk up these stairs and you get to this this circle office and you just see all these like magical bobbles and like things spinning without uh, actually touching anything else. And you see like this uh, like a really nice mirror and like another other things for scrying and, and divination, like a crystal ball and stuff. And uh, behind a desk, you see this this probably like mid forties man. He he looks almost like a mix between Doctor Strange and like Robin Hood. So he's got this kind of like wizardly, uh, wizardly appearance with like some shorter black hair with a little bit of gray on his sides. But then he also has like a a nice little like curved mustache and a little goatee, and you see mm -hmm. uh, a hat that kind of resembles a Robin Hood hat, just like on uh, like on a on a hook somewhere. Nice. Ah, oh, Sam. 
And who are your friends? I think I, I know. Allow me to introduce myself. I am Elias Tamerhawk, uh, leader of the Order of the Ciphers, and uh, I recognize you as being Crow Moonwave and Elyon Thresh, former employers, employees, potential owners of the Golden Goblin, and now ghosts of such a place. Welcome. Welcome. I'm so glad that Sam could have arrived in at such a timely matter as she did. And she did. Absolutely. Good to meet you. Your spying on us was much appreciated. <laughs> I uh, get what you mean. But hey, I do what I must to keep to maintain the power that I have here in Riddleport. And you guys have put in, uh, have ma been making quite a bit of waves in the recent months. And it's it behooves me to check in with such wave makers. Yes. And you know that all the waves we've made were for the good of Riddleport. Yes, and when I was watching those waves and what those ripples could turn into, at a certain point, I stopped looking at just the future of Riddleport. And the future of Galarian started becoming a whole lot less certain. My, my scryings and, and fortune-tellings were all over the place. Each time I looked, something different happened. But a lot of the times that I looked, you two and a third who isn't here, Dane, were at the, at the, the center of these events. And piques my curiosity, to say the, say the least. And... Is a crime boss in the city that you've grown up in, and a, a scholar looking to use, preserve, and to gain knowledge. I think we could potentially help each other out in a way. I have seen that you have de dealt with drow, and I have known that there are drow for a time. I've, I've looked into these things, and I've seen them in my own mirrors. But... Recently, they've interacted with the Cyphergate, and that has me deeply worried, because looking into the Cyphergate, I have seen... I have seen things awaken. And looking into the near future, they might not have a chance to awaken. And I don't know what could be worse. The ending of the world before a different tragedy? Or... That tragedy never, the second tragedy never affecting the place we all inhabit. Change, good or bad, is important in the world. And which would you rather see? Would you like to see the Cypher Gate activated? I, As a scholar of the founding Cypher Gate group, I believe. It must be exciting for you. Yes, Elion. Very, very astute, to be honest. I do wish to see the Cyphergate active, and maybe the events that you are following might prevent that from ever happening. And maybe the events that I've seen waking in the farther future could see some of these things become active again. I, things are still far too uncertain in the future. But, so, to answer your question, I would rather not see the Earth suffer, or Galarian suffer another Age of Darkness? Well, I can say that we uh, are, are on the side of the peoples of Riddleport and of Galarian at large. We 
want to stop whatever devastation, more meteors from coming down. But how can we help you? What, how, what are you interested with us? I am interested in knowing what the, the drow did with their research into the cipher gate. I've discovered the lair that they were hiding in, and I've noticed that pieces of the cipher gate have been removed, a feat which we thought impossible. And it seems you guys are on the trail that could lead to these answers. We didn't ever figure out how they broke it off, did we? Uh, you, not, not, uh, for certain, you found that chisel that had remnants of magic left over on it. Right. Well, we don't know how they broke the pieces off. Uh, they used some sort of magic to do it, but exactly how, we're not sure. So you see, my my curiosities in my main studies have led me to a point where these new discoveries are going to be in the hands of the generation after mine. And I would just like to be informed on such things. I hear you. Um, Understandable. I think Crow might attest to this, but we've found that uh, people don't always reciprocate the favor in the knowledge that we give with our experience around Riddleport. How is this? How are you helping us? Knowledge is good for you, but we don't know what you're going to do with it, if I may be blunt. He's basically asking us to share all the things that we find out, but why? He did help save us. Relating to the the cipher gate. He Uh, did help save us, right. Oh, relating to this, like, he just wants to know everything we know about the cipher gate and what we find out. Yeah, he wants to know what the drow are doing with the piece of the cipher gate. Do we know that? He just said that. Do uh, do we know what the drow are doing with it? Oh, no. We don't. Okay. Well, uh... Like, in in the last journal you found, there were pieces like kind of saying that they were using it uh, for something called the Armageddon Echo. If we have information that we think you can use that'll help stop whatever devastations that these drow are trying to do, we'll pass it on to you. That would be much appreciated. And I have many services that I could give, but I think I would be, it would be better if you asked me of something. I have a question. Is there anything that I can provide you? Do you uh, do you know of anyone, or do you yourself cast resurrection? <laughs> I unfortunately do not have that uh, access to such a spell. Uh, in Riddleport, I do not believe we have capable diviners of of that type of strength. I'd say Sharafa Pomade is your best bet. We have already talked to Sharafa. Mm. She wasn't able to do it. No, she gave me my eyesight back, though. Oh, you were blinded. I was blinded. That's unfortunate. By the drow. <laughs> yes, it was not a not a fun time. <laughs> Interesting. But okay. yeah, I imagine we would spend some time just kind of chatting about what we do know and maybe what we don't know about the okay. Cyphergate activity and just kind of explaining that we're still on a mission. Cool. Is there anything that you guys want to know from him or ask of him how did you discover the drow we thought we were the first i haven't seen any of it about books in your library or anything well you see we've had uh, a number of of elves different diplomats and 
some some even like just elven warriors come into the cipher the cipher lodge and they try to usually go under the radar they don't take uh, they, they, they don't spend their time in Riddleport at large but we've had emissaries over the years come here asking to take a look at our library or study the cipher gates with us and some of those people just happen to know various things and be a part of various organizations Shinrakarath being one of them Hmm. Shinrakarath, yeah. Um, so you're a center of knowledge here. I, it makes sense that people would come through. Yes. Do you have any experience with the uh, elven city of Crying Leaf or with the Shinrakarath? I have never been there myself, but I, I was briefly acquainted with a member of the Shinrakarath, and I... I scry on people who I find interesting. Yes, you do. His name was... uh, What was his name? His name. A strange elven name. Never get these right. Kerishiel Niranyar, I believe. My elven pronunciations are terrible. (laughs) Were they a trusted source in your... In your... In your uh, judgment? Seemed like quite a capable captain of sorts. Not ship captain, Crow. I know how you like the water. Yep, that's me. <laughs> and our, would you believe the Shinrakarath to be on the side of good? From their dealings, it seems like they are focused on keeping the demons at bay. And even though they don't like to vo- voice it, they have been keeping the drow at bay for centuries. Since they came back from Sorinvian, I think. I see. With your permission, I would... I would like to keep keep scrying on you, if that's all right. Can you let us know when you do it? Are you able to send a message? Just make I me could, feel more comfortable. I could send him. I could send a message. We I just could. want to know that you're not doing it while we're changing. <laughs> I understand that, Crow, and I will avert my gaze if such scenarios ever ever come to be. Okay. Sense motive. <laughs> oh, do it. Sense that motive. I'm just gonna straight up discern lies. <clears throat> Uh, 20. Crow, you don't think he's entirely lying, but you think that he might take a quick quick peek. <laughs> oh, you sick <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I mean, I get it, and I knew he would, but come on. <laughs> yeah, Crow's gonna kind of tap Alien. This guy's sick. <laughs> if you could just, yeah, just send a message, that's fine. And if I ever see you guys in, in need of, of assistance, I could perhaps send you some. Well, we would really appreciate that. We've been known to need some help, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know. You already know. I mean, I've I've heard that you're quite capable on your own. Well, I think we do our best, but, you know, some... Some, uh, some scenarios are just, you bite off more than you can chew. That is very true, Crow. We'll be better off with Sam here. Thanks for letting her... Oh, yes. Come with, by the way. And, yes, I please take Sam. I believe that she not only is very interested, right, Sam? Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm super interested. Uh, I believe that she will be of invaluable use to you and invaluable uh, use to the, bring back, or to the order of the ciphers in the amount of notes that she does take. She's very detailed with her, with her, the, her journals and notes. 
Yeah, she was pretty organized when she worked at the Golden Goblin, too. Just runs in her veins. Mm-hmm. That's why we we had to, like, normally she was on her our waiting list for new Cypher Mage recruits. And normally people could be on waiting lists for months. But when we saw the kind of application she put in and her references from Magnamar, we, uh, we bumped her right up and she... She found herself very comfortably in the uh, in the tutelage of our late uh, cipher mage Fenella. Oh yeah, not just Sam. Hey, hey. <laughs> she kind of blushes. Rest in peace. Is there any any other things? I I feel I, I I appreciate you coming to see me. I've I've this has been a a very good meeting in my perception. Um, us as well. One more thing. Could I possibly have open access to your libraries? Oh, by all means. Uh, you see him, like, quick, just, like, press to digitate up these library cards <laughs> that are, like, Cyphergate library cards that have your name and, and pictures on them. Yeah. Like, yes, give these to the, the front guy. Uh, what's his name? Leo, Leopold? Leopold? Leo. No, that guy died. I don't remember who the new guy is, but oh, anybody wow. at the front desk giving you trouble, you can come in and use our libraries at any time. Wonderful. Uh, is it possible that I could take books out, too? I know you have a no rental policy, but, you know, I'm going to be on the road for a while. Feel free. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know that Sam won't let them get ruined. <laughs> it's true. I'll take good care of them. I'm, a, I'm pretty organized myself. I can see that. I think you could make a, an interesting resource re- researcher here. We don't have very many just innate sorcerers researching the cipher gate, and I think it could shed an interesting perspective on the information gleaned. Keep the offer open when I'm back. It will be there. And yeah, you guys depart from the cipher gate. She's gonna hit up the library quick first. Cool. What do you, what do you go to the for? magic section and put like 10 books in. Oh yeah? What do you, uh, you kind of, anything in particular? Yeah, stuff about elves, stuff about different schools of magic, uh, things about magic items. Cool. Um... Yeah, and cool. then just history on Galarian. Nice. So, yeah, write down the topics that you're looking for, and then uh, we can either do, like, research checks in them if you really want, or in general, you can get a, a plus two on all your knowledge checks that are related to things in those books you chose. Cool, yeah. She's going to grab books, like, on the region they're going to, things that'll help in their travel and on what she thinks they might encounter. Perf. Can Crow look for a couple books as well? Yeah, for sure. Some topics that Crow would be interested in would be the Shinrakarath. Mm-hmm. Probably not a whole lot on that. Any books on Drow? We already kind of yeah, discussed that. Elyon's kind of gone in and looked yeah. for what she could on, on, on that front. Um, well, I don't know if Crow really wants to read about anything else. Um, maybe are there any books on Phrasmic? Oh, yeah. You can find a bunch of Phrasmic texts. He might, he might pick up a couple of those just to stay, uh, stay strong in his faith. Cool. Crow, you find... A book called The Land or The Bones Land in a Spiral. Written by a prophet long ago. Oh, this one looks nice. You look you look at it and it, it looks like just like kind of glancing it over. You see that there are just like these wild predictions like written through it by this by this prophet. And uh, other sections uh, are like information on uh, safe childbirth and proper burial rites and performing auguries and other such things. Cool. Everybody got in everything they needed from the cipher gate. Yeah. So okay. specifically, Elyon is going to try to grab a book on the what's the forest they're going to again? The Mirani. Mirani Forest. 
uh, some stuff on elven societies, books about undead creatures, something about Callistria, and then like just books about general magic. And also just going to pick up a book about rare metals if they have it. Okay. The cool. knockhole kind of kicked our blacksmith interests back nice. in. Yeah, definitely find a, a book on on rare metals. Cool. Yeah, you see that like a, a lot of the rare metals like knockwool have been metals that have fallen from the sky. Fascinating. That this is so interesting to her. Yes. Reading materials for the road, baby. Boom. After getting your books from the library of the Cypher Mages, what do you guys do you have anything else that you need to take care of before you leave town? Yeah, as she leaves the, leaves the cipher gate, Elyon puts the uh, library pass to her head while she's holding the books and sticks her tongue out at the front desk worker. Same guy that's always there. He just kind of like, harumph, and like sticks his nose up. Yeah, we're regulars now. I hate children. Elven children apparently are worse. Flips him off as she leaves on the back. <laughs> Don't mind her. Thank you. The half-orc is more civilized than you, girl. Okay, now you need to pipe down. I'm gonna... no. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, just selling stuff. That's it. Cool. Cool. Yeah, Crow just wants to wait for his armor. Nice. So, like, it'd take a day or two for the, for this armor to, to get done. Probably a week. But we're just going to say that they put their dudes on it and got shit done. Because we gave them a tip. Let's just say, like, the all those dwarves were super fucking excited to get to work with some knockwool and, like, 70 pounds of it. Yeah, and, and Crow just being like, all right, I want to get my chainmail reinforced with this stuff. They they all just, like, rub their hands together and, like, got to work. Do the Birdman rub. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, the in a, in a couple days, you go and, and pick up your armor, Crow. Oh, this stuff looks fucking cool. It's, Whoa. So now it, it's chainmail, so it's like these links, but each of these links are these kind of almost like, uh, I don't know how to describe it besides, like, diamond kind of kite shaped links of this metal which looks like a green crystal just these tiny little things that like they would be uh instead of doing like almost perfect curves and stuff like that they made them like look almost like a little bit jagged because of the, the of how the crystal broke and stuff and it, so it's like this yeah. green crystal looking chain mail. Crow kind of throws it on like, oh, look at these. Look at these green gems. They're matching my skin. Oh, my God. Look at these. Yeah, man. This like this, this chain mail now is it, it compares in lightness to a cloak that you would put on. Oh, I, I can hardly feel this thing. Oh, it feels a lot heavier, too. We had a great time putting that together. And we hope that we get to make some more stuff out of this. Oh, this is fantastic craftsmanship. I think you're the best of the Dwarven Forges can offer. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks. This is uh, this is going to go into every battle with me. Word. I hope it gets some good licks in. That thing will take some beatings. Oh, but yeah, so the, the, the gas forges that when you go there, it looks almost like more of a, of a, a modern 19th, modern to 19th, 20th century? 20th century kind of like industrial building like it's got it's it looks like you you are there's they're smelting and forging at a modern industrial level uh, there are these big smokestacks going up on this nearly nearly completely metal building in town it did it, it just takes up a good chunk of riddleport and it looks it looks 
out of place almost because of how uh, advanced their forging techniques are. See why they started to take all the business here. Mm -hmm. They have the only forges in in town, at least maybe in Varicia, that can handle uh, this type of metal. Very impressive. All right, cool. Well, thank you, fellas. You have a good time. Uh, as we're looking around and leaving, Elian draws her dagger. Yeah. And she stabs Crow in the back. What? Uh, Why? Roll an attack. Does he feel it through the chainmail? Why did you do this? She just like stabs him. Did you feel that? Are you going to roll an attack? I don't know. Does it get through my AC? It's just it's she's, she's testing the hardness of the chainmail. <laughs> roll an attack. It doesn't. Like it, you're you're using a piercing weapon to get through chainmail, so the like when you think about it like that, the potential of stabbing him are pretty high. She's gonna slash. Uh, I mean, the slashing doesn't really do as much, but like roll an attack, bud. Why are you doing this? Roll an attack if you're gonna do it. Uh, well, like if it were an attack, I would be trying to like pierce into his. All right, she'll roll. An you're attack. trying to pierce through his armor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's gonna be a. 21. Does that beat your AC, Kyle? No, that's not. But Crow's going to feel this slash on his back. He's going to go, hey, and he's just going to turn around. He's going to thunk you. <laughs> Ow. Like, flick her in the forehead? Yeah. He's not going to roll very well, so he's not going <laughs> to hit you. But he's going to try and thunk you in the head for that. All right, she dives under it. Why'd you do that? And then she steps back. Okay, she turns to the dwarfs nearby. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> they all break out laughing. <laughs> oh, Elliot. I see what you did there, Hulk. Sorry. Okay, good. Good, good. Joke's on Crow. Okay, okay. <laughs> Gotta make sure it's safe before we take it to battle, you know? Not often we find an elf with a sense of humor. <laughs> nah, she's the keeper. <laughs> oh, yeah. Alright, see you, see you, fellas. Okay, bye. What do you guys, anything else you guys gotta take care of? Crow is feeling good. He's shrugging off what Elion just did. He's feeling good in his new lightweight armor. He kind of... He can he can feel that he's stronger. He can feel that he is just a little bit more nimble. Mm. He's ready to go see Quaba. Heck yeah. You guys. Elian, what do you think? I think that armor looks great. Um, yeah, I'm just about <laughs> as ready to go as I ever will be. I'm geared up. I feel like uh, I'm stronger than I was, and yeah, I'm ready for the road. Heck yeah. And you guys you guys pick up Sam from the Cypher Mage Mages before going out of town. Like she's got like before the last couple days she was in kind of the, these finer robes, but now she's back in in like uh, her her traveler's pants with like some really high riding boots and, and a nice green with still still green and gold trimmed like nice traveling cloak. She's more prepared for hardy elements, but you can still tell that she comes from money. Hey, you're gonna run the town in those boots. Thanks. These boots are made for riding. <laughs> I like it. And that's just what they'll do. And you get together and leave Riddleport and meet up at Quava's little camp, and he's got four horses. He's on top of a kind of uh, a reddish tan one, but there is also a kind of uh, a, like just straight up black one. There's a kind of this gray kind of dappled one. And there is a a white and red pat. No, this one's just gonna be. I, I guess this one's gonna be kind of a, a tan, almost almost like pure pure like kind of like this beige tan color. Oh, they're beautiful creatures! Ooh, look at these, yes. Quava. You outdid yourself. Ready to mount up and take off. Pick your steed. Dibs. 
Crow just yells that and then he runs towards the black one. Oh, yeah, and approaches the striped one. Uh, the dappled one? The dappled one. Nice. Yeah. Gray dapple. Holds her hand up. Nice. Hi. Uh, make a anim- uh, handle animal checks. Crow's got a little bit of experience from uh, having some doggos. 18. Crow jumps on. Cool. It whinnies with happiness at a new rider. All right, uh, boy, girl, what, what's my horse? What are uh, we here? One is male, two is female. I dropped it. It's one. Male. All right, buddy, we're going to ride. All right. What was your check, Elion? So um, I have a charisma of five. Does that get added, or do I have to put a point in to get that added you to my handle to, animal? You have to get a, you put a point in to get that added to your handle animal. Then eight. So, well, I guess, do you have Handle Animal rank in it? No. Okay, so this would just be a straight charisma check for you then. 13 then. Well, it seems it seems comfortable with you almost uh, almost immediately. Like, you, you get on, it, it kind of like trots around a little bit, and like then it, it, it settles down onto you once it gets used to your somewhat unnatural warmth. Hmm. Do you have a name? She re- She leans down and says to it, <laughs> huh. Well, I'm going to call you Myrtle. Myrtle. Myrtle the turtle. Yeah, sure, that's a girl horse. Or we can, what's, or we uh, can roll. What's SpongeBob's seahorse's name? Mystery? Oh, Crow's going to name girl? his horse Mystery. <laughs> nice. Mystery. Myrtle Sam. is also the name of Bilbo, Bilbo's horse in Lord of the Rings. Nice. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, and Sam tops her tan one. Which she names Kestrel. It's a beautiful name. Thank you. And you guys head off. I don't think I really need you to make ride checks, but one sec. Let's do it, dude. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Just make me a ride check. You need a five to just <laughs> to just, just ride to, to, to ride and not get knocked out of your saddle. <laughs> El Young got an eighteen. Perfect. Uh, nine. Nine. All right. Crow, you're having a little bit of a hard time steering your horse. Like sometimes oh, it kind of, oh, oh. kind of uh, try, wants to get Whoa, distracted. This is a lot different than a ship. <laughs> it's got a mind of its own. But yeah, with the help of your companions and and Quava, you're able to keep <laughs> with the party. And you guys travel north of Brittleport on this sparsely populated or sparsely traveled trail. Like here and there, it probably gets some use, but. For the most part, it's not not a whole lot of activity going north from Riddleport. A lot of the northern uh, territories are a little bit more, let's just go with uh, dangerous or not as welcoming. So most of the travel uh, around Riddleport goes uh, east and south. But you're going north and west. So you guys leave off on this winding dirt road and then you quickly find yourself on a Varesian caravan path. As you head north, it follows uh, the Velishu River up for a lot of its length. And you guys pretty much follow this trail uh, most of the day. And uh, by the time you, by the the time it gets dark, you're at a point where uh, the trail uh, kind of forks off. And one keeps going north and the other one uh, crosses the river to the west. And that's kind of where you camp for the night. Can Got I get some good riding in? Yeah, and uh, let's just do some uh, 
perception checks to just get out the the watch for that night. Twenty for Crow. I am bad. Eleven for Elyon. Eleven for Elyon. All right, cool, cool. The night comes with uh, no issues. It's kind of a, it's very clear out, and now that you're like out in kind of this, this is the area out here. I have a better picture. So you're kind of in this more uh, more plainsy kind of area right now. As you left the the trees that are close by to Riddleport, things just kind of open up and become these kind of kind of bigger grasslands and and prairie type uh, type landscapes. But you uh, you are ever present of the Kelfiak Mountains uh, that are on the other side of the river from you. And then there's another mountain range. I don't know the name of that one off the top of my head. Uh, that's that you can see to uh, your to the east of you. And when you get to the point on the trail where you start going west and crossing the river, uh, that's like once you've gotten past the Kelfiak Mountains. But yeah, you travel that night. Is there anything, any any conversation or anything you guys want to want to get out uh, while you're while you're booking along here? Um, I guess Crow would maybe be interested in just talking to Quava about um, I guess a number of different things. Maybe what he expects, just because we have divulged everything that we've encountered with him, maybe what he expects them to want to do with that information. Maybe um, asking if he, his opinion on how they're going to react to the information. Just kind of, in his best educated guess, what's what's next for this, um, uh, this goal, this endeavor. He says that. Uh, they are expected to. You're expected to make it to the edges of the forest, uh, not tomorrow, but the following day. Uh, you're supposed to be meeting his his captain and another and an escort to bring you into the town of Crying Leaf. Uh, you believe that things are going to be kind of quiet there for the most part because I mean it's kind of a base where they're kind of. On it. They're working from the base, so they send people from this kind of base location out and doing other things. So, gotcha. like, it's kind of a, a a solemn vibe there most of the time, just because most people there either just got back from from something hard or are going out to do something hard. And it's not like a, a a wealthy place either. It's just kind of a station that has its its goals to do. You think he thinks that. For the most part, everyone should be uh, in- interested in uh, new people coming to town because they don't really get a lot of new people. Right. Especially like a half orc is gonna it's gonna <laughs> raise some eyebrows. Both sure. both just intrigued and maybe some people that don't really like him too much. Yeah. Probably a mixed bag. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He he believes that the leader uh, Eviana, I believe her name is Eviana. Eviana. Yes, Eviana. Aviana, E V I A N A. He trusts her to be a a very good and true ruler, and she she's not the most uh, like forceful or anything like that. But she is is wise and uh, doesn't doesn't judge people out of the out of the gate. So he believes that she will be welcoming and receptive to the things that you guys have to say. Uh, he thinks that his captain might be a little bit. Uh, little bit more skeptical of you guys just because he's like a hardened kind of soldier dude but for the most part he thinks that you'll you you won't have much negative 
interactions. Either it'll just be whatever, or someone will probably think that it's helpful. You're helpful. Cool. Yeah, I guess just kind of chit-chat about that kind of stuff on the way. Maybe just have some friendly conversations about the, you know, Quavis culture and the nature of the elven city we're going to. Just kind of being friendly. Nice. Yeah, similar questions. And Elian will talk to Sam quite a bit about her mother. Oh, yeah? And her sister. Yeah, so, like, she might begin that conversation and be like, Elian, you straightforward person? Yeah. So, I've been, like, I kind of noticed some, like, weird tension between us, like, somewhat recently into, like, the first little time we've kind of known each other. And, like, I just wanted to, like, ask what's up. Oh, uh, um, you know, uh, tension, I didn't, I didn't notice. Uh, I mean, I did. Um, sure. Sure. Uh, so, out. Uh, so what's up with it? Is everything oh. okay? Yeah, everything's okay. Uh, I think you're really cool, Sam. I think um, you are too. And like, I'll I'll say it. I I had a little crush on you when I first came to town. You're so helpful, and like, I have a thing for powerful spellcasters. It's something I like. Fenella. I like. I mean, we didn't. You didn't really. I don't. I don't know your vibe. So are you? You interested in girls? Sure. I mean, yeah. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like against it. Um, and I think you're pretty cool. But I gotta be honest. Hearing that my dad and your mom have like, yeah, that kind of up, that kind of changed things, didn't it? Kind of was off putting. Yeah, and like, I think, I don't know. Are we sisters now? Is that weird? <laughs> it, it's kind of weird. Uh. I mean, our parents aren't married, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. So we're not really sisters, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think we should t- we should talk to our we should talk to our parents. Yeah, something's weird. It's a crazy coincidence that they're together. They were together. They are together. How long has it been since they saw each other? My dad never talked about your mom, which was so weird. He just had a photo. Um, So it must have been before... I mean, I don't ever really remember him leaving me, so... Mm -hmm. 18 years. At least. I guess that makes sense. I mean, my mom's been in Magnamar for at least as long as I've been alive. Must have been before us. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, uh, I think you're really cool. And... Let's just just squash this kind of... Fancy and let's just let's work on being friends. Alright. Cool. Cool. I mean I and to be honest, I just kinda got out of a relationship because of death. So I need a minute. Oh sure. Very, at the very least. <laughs> sure. I understand that. It's a cool. lot to deal with. But yeah, my mom and sister are cool. I mean Marjorie, Arwen, my my sisters my sister and I kinda we grew up to mostly with our dad. Our mom was around sometimes she kind of she did that leaving thing again so but like she 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 liked Magnamar enough to come back she must not have liked Riddleport all that much my dad must have liked Magnamar if he left yeah or my mom I guess or your mom too <laughs> weird I'll uh I'd like to meet your mom sometime yeah. if my dad liked her so much I'm curious yeah I'm sure she'd get along with you 
yeah so anyway you guys trot 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 and this day carries on much like the previous day just a lot of lot of overland travel uh, are you guys just kind of doing doing the talking here and there are you guys trying to like study anything or anything like that you got like you got another day a whole day of riding so anything anything particular that you want to say you're doing can Elyon ride and read yeah you ride right. and read. she'll ride and read cool what's reading she's reading about the forest uh the mirani forest yes okay uh roll me a knowledge nature do you have nature no uh roll me do you have history yeah roll that with a plus two actually just give it give that to me what do you got 10 10 you don't have any bonuses no i guess i don't i don't have a point net uh in history either yeah oh well then give just add your intelligence to it I thought I... I'm surprised I don't. 13. 13. Roll me a d4 of damage. The mighty mind. My eyes taking in words. I roll a 2. Roll a 2. Okay, so you kind of... The introductory of this book kind of just like paints the picture of this 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 landscape. Yeah, so it's nestled, nestled kind of in a little like peninsula outcropping of the land. Uh, bordered on three sides by the Kelfiak Mountains and uh, in a, a little harbor on its northern part. There's this is a, an ancient old forest, and the it's kind of says that the elves had had taken up residence there before Earthfall, and not a lot of history on on it since. Uh, but the the lush majesty of these verdant. Uh, this verdant area is described in full. They they talk about how they're the great trees of, of this forest. Not only is it just like these thick, big trees, but they also have these giant redwoods in them as well. And they can and it's it's home to a, a, a wide variety of of species from just a bunch of different types of random birds to any of the to probably I don't know, I'm going to say there are monkeys in there. Two, like, this is a big enough forest to have even, like, forest drakes and, like, green dragons and stuff like that. Sure. It's a, it's a, it's a, an ancient old forest. Kind of small in comparison to, uh, like, the forests in, in Kionin, but still, it's another, it's another elven forest. So it has this kind of a spectacular, like, old, deep nature quality to it. Does it say how large it is? Like, how many days to cross the widest point? Um, I mean, that's that's kind of hard to gauge. Sure. Looking at the map, she she would see a map and be like, okay, it's, yeah, you know, it's fairly large. Yeah, and it's kind of like thick forest. So, like, if you don't find a, the right path, you might get lost and stuff. like. That. Yeah, you could easily lose your way. Yeah, immense fir, pine, fir trees, pine trees redwoods making up a lot of the flora the undergrowth and ancient deadfalls make travel pretty difficult but there are countless narrow narrow trails crisscrossing the woodlands i was hoping there would be a scale on the map but there's not yeah it's on a different portion of that map but if you compare it to devil's elbow uh you could fit a good 20 it's way 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 bigger than devil's elbow like devil's elbow elbow is like the size of a really large city and this forest 
is much, much, much larger than that. It has a large city within it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. smaller cities too. Yeah. Big place. Lots of mysteries. Uh, yeah, that's that's mostly of what you what you get in this this first uh, reading of this book. Cool. While uh, while Elyon's doing that, I imagine Crow would take some time to probably catch up with Sam. Yeah. What do you say to Sam? Hey Sam, uh, it was it was kind of sad to hear about your family. Uh, I hope yeah. they're okay, and I hope uh, whatever's coming for you or for us, I, I hope we can hope we can you know fight it off. Yeah, I, I mean, I I too have that kind of same worry, but like I I know my family, and we're we're kind of all pretty independent of one another, and our mom kind of like fostered that with her just kind of like dipping off and making a new family every sure twenty years or something like that. Mm. But uh, for the most part, like I I it's it's definitely worrying, and I I just don't feel like I need to go sort it out because I. I believe that that my family can can cover themselves, you know. Well, uh, I'll just say if uh, if anything's coming after you, they got to deal with us too. <laughs> That's good to hear. And same same goes for that too. If they want to get to you, I'm gonna try and put something in their path. Awesome. Yeah, I like to hear that for sure. We're in this together now. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Not they'll have to get through me. I'll put something in their path. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and kind of midway through this. First, or the second day of travel. Everybody make perception checks. Natural twenty for a thirty. Ooh, big seventeen for Elyon. Ooh, cool. You both, uh, and Quava, and not Sam though. She's reading a book. <laughs> uh, you see out in the path. It could be like a mile away or that. So you just see like this dirt cloud kind of being kicked up, and as like you guys just kind of go on your way. Uh, you eventually would kind of see the... You'd be able to make out uh, 10 people on horseback kind of riding towards you. Armed? You can't tell at this point. Uh, looks like we got some travelers coming this way, everybody. You could make a knowledge local if you want. I do not have. Oh, man. Our knowledge local person's gone. <laughs> yeah. Elyon will cast uh, Wand of Mage Armor and roll a knowledge local. Okay. You got that localization? I do. I have a twenty-two on that. A twenty-two. Uh, so you've you've heard of uh, the, you've heard of different groups that kind of live out in the in Varicia here, and uh, something that's that kind of that triggers your memory, uh, because your dad used to uh, used to make some like uh, horseshoes and stuff for them. You remember the Velishu horse lords. You know that they're uh, they're kind of like an indigenous tribe, kind of like the Shawanti, but many of them are Olfin, so they're co- they come down from the land of the Linworm Kings. So they're almost more like horseback Viking dudes than like Shawanti kind of Native American type type tribe. They're somewhat some people consider them to be the Eighth Kwa, which is uh, Shawanti tribes, but they're but. No full-blood Shawanti would ever consider them to be in their tribe. Okay. And are they generally friendly? Yeah, they're generally... So you know that they typically... They, they're they horse lords, so they breed these excellent horses that they oftentimes bring into into Riddleport to sell. And, like, your dad has worked on their horseshoes and stuff. So, like, they, from where you are, 
and the direction that they're kind of going, you would kind of expect that they're on their way to Riddleport. Local horse lords, uh, yeah. they shouldn't be any trouble for us as long as we are yeah. in any trouble for them. And eventually they do actually make their way up to you and start approaching. Hail. Good morrow. <laughs> Uh, so like yeah, they they come in and they they like kind of do the, the the riders of Rohan thing surround you guys, and like as the cloud of dust they kick off uh, they kicked up dissipates, uh, the the riders they all kind of like just like slow down, and they you look at them and they're barbarian in dress, bearing distinctive patterns of war paint on their faces and shoulders, uh, marks repeated in the same dark color on the necks of their equine mounts. They are a dozen in number, although they are followed by a train of two dozen additional horses. As they pull to their complete stop, uh, they hold up their right hands, showing that they brandish no weapons. What looks to be the leader of the group, tall, suntan man with a dusty black beard, urges his mount forward a few steps before speaking. Strange days, these are when stars fall from the sky and the walled folk wander the plains of the Velishin. I am Windbraid. What brings you here? Well, hello there. Um, my name's Crow Moonwave. I'm a, I'm a resident of Riddleport. I see. I am Elyon Thresh, also traveling from Riddleport. Oh, it's quite, quite odd to see two elves escorting a half-orc. Well, what, what brings you, travelers, this way? Going to the Mirani Forest? This yeah, this yes. Is, this is the road that takes you there, so. Yes, headed to the Mirami Forest. Have you come that way? Is it clear? Uh, we've come past that way. We would like to give, I mean, you're, you're not elves of Crying Leaf? No, Quavo, visitor, Quavo pipes up. I, I have come in and out of, of Crying Leaf. Well, what seems to be the problem? Oh, we just wanted to bring up that the elves of the forest have been a little bit more secluded and have been taking greater efforts to keep people out. But if you have a person from Crying Leaf, you should not have any issues. We definitely have some business there. Oh, good. How are the markets in town? In Riddleport? Yeah. Is everything all right since the stars fell? Yeah, the markets seem to be good. Um, yeah, people are still spending money. Oh, good, good. We're just going into town to sell our horses. Good a luck. A lot of people trying to get away, so... Yeah, yeah they'll yeah. appreciate it. A lot was damaged, so new goods to town are good. Mm, he lo- kind of looks at your horses. You need new horses? Yours could be better. Well, yours are very nice, but I've grown pretty fond of Myrtle in the last couple of days, <clears throat> so I'm okay. <clears throat> Myrtle. She might not look the most, but she's a good travel companion. Pats uh, her on the head. Yeah, truth be told, we probably couldn't afford... Horses such as yours. <laughs> That's right. He pats his thunder hoof under here. <laughs> you can't compete with his speed. Or physical might. What's his name again? Thunderhoof. What was uh, the guy's name? Windbraid. <laughs> <laughs> Windbraid and Thunderhoof. Tell me, Windbraid, have you seen any um, danger, bandits, any strange creatures on the road? Things have been pretty quiet in the last few weeks. We didn't... We didn't run into anything besides you. You're the first travelers we've come across, and that's why we approached. Is that odd for this road, or is it normally quite empty? Kind of hit and miss. Depends on the season. This season is a. Uh, it's approaching the fall, so we're in we're in we're in the early autumnal period right now. So people don't tend to venture at least north during this time. 
Sure, I understand that. Yeah, we have a long way of travel to go, and we're hoping it's hoping it's an easy road. It should be clear. As long as the the elves don't bother you. It should be fine. Sure we can't offer you a horse. We're selling them anyway. How much are they? Hmm. I mean, we do you like a light or heavy horse? Probably a light horse. They're both bred to be war horses. Uh, typically, we'd sell these for 400 gold pieces, but uh, we prefer to trade if you have anything uh, valuable. Uh, unfortunately, I just cleared stock and I'm not left with uh, much to haggle around with. Um, Coin is always accepted. Perhaps we'll meet you on the way back. <laughs> meet you another time, but... Trade you that dagger for a horse. <laughs> this thing? Yep. Oh, I just got it. Uh, I'm going to keep it. One whole horse. A dagger for a horse? Come on. This dagger would surprise you. Maybe I'd trade it for a thunderhoof. <laughs> Maybe if you had a whole bag of daggers. <laughs> Suit yourself. <laughs> All right. We have, a, we have a little bit more of a journey before, we, before it gets dark. So yep, we'll, yep. we'll leave you on your way. Well, well thank you for the, for the good conversation. Thank you, too. And the the party of horrors spin around you and then go down the track, the path again. It's a straight up Lord of the Rings scene. Even <laughs> when he comes in and says it like that, that's what they say. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the you guys travel out the rest of the day. Nightfall arrives again, and uh, make another perception check for your for your night watch. Another nad twenty for a thirty. Nice. Damn, bro. 15. Nice. That's funny. Uh, yeah, you. so the, the night passes calm and clear again, and you guys are undisturbed in your, in your night's rest. You love to hear it. As you guys pack up and, and head on for your final day's ride, Quava says, we should be, we should be at the forest around midday, and uh, my captain, Carishiel, she'll be meeting us. You guys set off. And, um... Uh, Kind of around around noon on this last day, the uh, the hunter's trail that you kind of had been had had hopped on once getting closer to the forest dips under the dense canopy of of the of the Mirani forest. The forest itself is a place of ancient life. Again, the immense fir trees, pine trees, and then even in the distance you see like this massive massive redwood tree that shoots up and just towers over the trees around it. You kind of notice that the, the you guys uh, line up on this trail, and it kind of goes that direction. But... What's that tree, Quava? Ooh, those are the great uh, redwood trees of, of the Mirani Forest. Powerful trees. Great sources of life in the ecosystem. Never seen anything like it. It's magnificent. It's towering. Like, you literally have never seen anything this big in your entire life. Like, you think that, like, you, you, you think about the, I guess the cipher gate is the only thing in your head that could rival this, the size of this tree. Wow. It's a big tree. It's dope. Yeah, you, you follow this, the, this little hunting trail, and, like, you, you see the, like, undergrowth and, and deadfalls that kind of make it a little bit slower uh, going. 
Uh, but there are, there are countless little trails to, to path. Uh, or trails to travel. I think uh, Quava just kind of takes the lead and he's like, all right, this way. You could make perception and survival checks to figure it out, but you got Quava here, so he knows where to go. And I will follow that, man. Same. Following this trail through these thick, thick trees and forests, you kind of go, you kind of wind about uh, like five miles in, like yeah, this this redwood just kind of, like it, when you can see it through the trees, it just, it, it's, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger, like when you get closer and closer to it. And like you kind of reach out the, this little area that's a little bit clear and like you're able to like see the majesty of it. You're not like at the base of it quite yet, but you're just like looking at, up at it through the, uh, through this opening in the canopy. And everybody, uh, Make me a perception check. Third time's the charm. Can we do another one? Nah, 23 though. 11. Crow. Yes. You kind of like hear some some leaves and like in rustle just very ever so slightly in the in the in the brush kind of around you. But then your focus is is quickly drawn to something else as you hear this roar and Elion and you both gaze upon the wings of three large creatures dragons fly off from the trees of this redwood redwood tree oh and fly directly at you at directly us. at us like <laughs> sniping us out oh man what are they as you, as you see them get closer, you see you see you see their their green scales uh, as they descend. Everybody, roll initiative. Eight, eleven. So as we see these large beasts riding toward us, toward us, Crow is gonna yell at Quava, and he's gonna say, "I thought you said we were gonna be safe. Safe as anybody can be in an ancient forest." Well, what do we do now? It's not our fault that these forest drakes have been kicked up from wherever they were before. Drakes? So these aren't... I was hoping they were elf riders. I know of no elf riders in these forests. Oh, shh. Okay. Elian gets her wands ready. Heck yeah. And these things barrel down at you. You guys have like... You have maybe a round before they are on you, but we'll... So like get off one if you can have one round of prep right now, what would you do? What kind of move economy is getting off a horse? Uh a move. I guess Crow would take a move action to get off a horse. Mm-hmm. Um And then he would probably take a stand he would take a swift action to cast a judgment. Okay. And then he would uh, take his standard action to cast Sanctuary. Dope. Boom, boom, boom. Got that. What does Elion do? Did her wand of mage armor happen already? Yeah, you said you did that. All right, cool. So then she's going to dismount her horse, pop her wrist sheath, so a uh, uh, wand of shield of faith comes out, and then she's going to attempt to cast that on herself. Cool. Uh, you see that... Uh, Sam dismounts, casts Mage Armor on, on herself. Uh, Quava, Quava stays in his horse at, for the for the moment, but like knocks an arrow, ready to fire. 
and as these things start getting into what you would what you would call a long distance rain uh, range, you hear crow from from the area that you heard the trees rustle before. You hear now, Quava, we're here, and you see four, five elves pop out of the out of the brushes around you, and Eli, make an attack. And uh, describe for us what they what they see. All right, so you see a slightly young-looking elf, uh, about 160 pounds, six foot two, skinny, tall, um, very androgynous in gender, hard to tell exactly what's going on, and uh, they come out of the tree area and pop off an arrow. What are they wearing? They're wearing... Pretty much standard uh, plate style armor. Um, I'm not exactly sure which armor it was, but we did decide it was a medium armor, so pretty plated, pretty heavy. Agile breast, agile breastplate. Agile breastplate. That is it. So it is a it is a metal armor, and uh, yeah, pretty pretty armored for your standard looking uh, elf. Knocking mm-hmm. an arrow here, not, but, but not you your see, druidware. But you see that that an armored ranger is not that uncommon. As uh, as the the man who like stood up first and called out this attack uh, is also in like full kind of plate regalia. So we see this group of elves attacking the drakes. Yep, they pop up from the trees. Uh, they they make word to Quava, uh, and they all attack. Yep. Four elves under the guard of whoever called out was Captain Carusiel. Yep, that was yep. Captain Carusiel. I'm trying to find a picture of him. I believe Carusiel. Carusiel. It just seems more. Carusiel. Carusiel. Yeah, so this... So Carusiel is kind of like this, like, whited out, kind of gray-looking knight. He's got this kind of pale silver armor, uh, super... This, this a similar longbow, and, like, a helmet that kind of looks like it has the head of an eagle and kind of wings sticking up uh, out of it. Cool. Hell yeah. Very dope looking dude. That's yeah, sick. that's that's awesome. And as these elves all take their their little surprise round attack at the at the three drakes flying into you, we're gonna we're gonna see you next time. Oh, hi, you guys. What's back? What is your character's name? What are we going to do that next time? Yeah. Yeah. stuff. He's back! What is your character's name? Are we going to do that next time? You don't know yet. Alright. Yes, bitch. So you're an elf ranger. Your bitch is back in. An elf ranger. Six foot two, 160 pounds. Elf party. Age? Ooh, you're almost going to look crow in the eyes. Age? 136. That's a young elf. 
You're old. But you're a young elf. I'm a young elf. <laughs> you're young a elf. young, young elf. You're a baby elf. You're a baby. You're a baby elf. Heck yeah, boys. Baby elf. Made a long way today. We did.